What's up, my fellow Narnomies out there in the Nar Nation? Super excited for today's podcast. This is episode 37, and we're going to get right into it. I have a really cool guest. Uh, we are at Free Flight. Um, I, I made up a slogan. I don't know if you guys have a slogan, but I was thinking in the car, I was like, live free, get in flight. <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but that's that's what I think of when I think of free flights. One of the largest uh, bike retailers uh, shops in Georgia, I believe, and we'll learn more about it uh, through our guest, Kason. What's up, man? What's up, brother? It's good to uh, meet you. This is awesome because you and I have actually never met before, so this will be fun. I'm yeah. excited to be here. Yeah, super authentic. Um, it is real. Don't really know much about each other, um, and... I think the the connection was at the end of the day, I I remember doing a, uh, actually it was on my phone, spur of the moment with um, Drew, I think his name's Drew, mm -hmm. Pedal Up yeah. and a bunch of his buddies and uh, your manager over there um, at Sandy Springs location. And we did an impromptu thing because they had an event going on, trade-in, and then Igor uh, had on, and you guys are obviously friends. Yeah. And then it just kind of like spurred on from there. Yeah, I hit, I hit you up after the Igor one, and I was like, dude, this is awesome. Stoked for what you're doing. Um, kind of hit it off, and here we are. So yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, and I have to say, I told you this already, but I'm impressed by the uh, the operation you have here. Uh, your Sandy Springs Springs one is really nice, super. Uh, impressive shop, but this one is just massive out here. We're at the what do you call this one? Yeah, Marietta so this, location. This to us is Canton Road, um, just because East Cobb is also technically in Marietta. Uh, so we have Canton Road, East Cobb, uh, Sandy Springs. This one is going to be our biggest location. We have a warehouse housed here, um, and then our biggest service department here. Um, and then also, this is kind of what we call our mountain bike store, just being so close to Blankets Creek and Rope Mill. Um, so this is definitely our flagship location, but like you said, Sandy Springs is the nice, the nice, uh, store being yeah. in downtown. And is this, is this where you work out of mostly? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So my office is actually literally right behind us. Um, I do marketing events, e-commerce, um, and then a wide variety of other things. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm based here. How long have you worked for him? So I've been working in. Started in 2019, so I guess coming up on five years, close to there. Nice. Right around there. Um, yeah, so started as a bike builder. Um, I feel like a lot of people yeah. start there. <laughs> hey, we got all these bikes and boxes. Yeah. Go we need your help. Come work two days a week and help us out. Yeah, so, and then uh, I've actually known our GM, Daniel, um, for a while, um, <clears throat> just through racing. Um, kind of met Bobby when Bobby used to work for us um through quick six mm -hmm. um got a free flight jersey and i was the stoked kid wearing a free flight jersey at the quick six so i was putting in application after application and 
when I finally got in uh, and got working at Freeflight, I was so excited. It was like a dream job to me at the time to be working on bicycles because I was working at O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, you know, to be here was super, super sick. Um, and then to kind of go through like a few of my positions at Freeflight, went from bike builder to service technician slash service rider, uh, learned all of that on the way in. <clears throat> and then from there, um, kind of created my own role as a warehouse manager at the time through COVID. We had an absurd amount of bikes. So Daniel kind of agreed we needed somebody that manages all inventory uh, coming in and out. Uh, so I was that guy. I also at the time picked up doing our social media um, just kind of slowly, which at the time, it's kind of funny. My brother was actually running our social media, which used mm. to be our Sandy Springs store manager. And then he moved to Asheville. So I kind of took over social media and then um, from there, Daniel and I both agreed that making our e-commerce platform bigger and bigger is something in our best interest. Um, so we kind of got a job map laid out for what I would do. And currently I am full-time, like I said, marketing and e-commerce. Um, and we've seen a huge, um, huge increase of e-commerce and, and our marketing platform since that happened. So I'm super excited. That's cool. So yeah. a lot of different positions, a lot of different roles kind of grown into it. I need to take some pointers from you, actually, now that I think about it, because I told you before this, I hate all the mundane like social media, the uh, the tech, the recording, the mics, like all the different stuff, editing. It's just oh, it's not why I got into it. I, I just love talking to people, learning from them and sharing it. So it's super grassroots and actually it's funny. Uh, so I've been getting some feedback lately and I love feedback by the way. Like I want people to share feedback. Mm -hmm. I have thick skin. I'm in sales. I get towed yeah. stuff all the time. So it's not a big deal, but the most of the feedback I'm getting is God, you could do this. You could do that. Like sound quality needs to be better. Lo and behold, we're sitting here. We try to use my mics. Right. They, they messed up. <laughs> it's so all now, good. It's yeah. All good. So now we're back into the crappy laptop speakers. Um, editing like the intro music needs the volume levels need to match um i've gotten you know lots of good feedback and the problem is is it's like consuming and it's also trying to make it perfect and i don't i'm not the person that wants to let perfect get in the good of okay and like just ship it and i right. just want to like get it out right. um, because if i if i waited too perfect i don't think i'd ever <laughs> do any of this mm -hmm. stuff um, so I'm trying to balance that, but I'm always trying to progress. So we may have to have some offline conversations yeah, so you can teach me some dude. stuff. Like Blair from uh, Boys and Jared's is like, bro, I saw you try to do a reel. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what a reel is. <laughs> and he was like, what'd you do? And I was like, I, I, I was told reels are popular. I said, do you want to create a reel? I clicked create and I let it do its thing. And Creed was the first thing that popped up. And oh, so I yeah. put Creed's hire on there because everyone loves Creed and Nickelback, right? Yeah. And so I just threw it out there and he was like, that's a good start. It's a good start, but uh, wasn't, wasn't great. Um, I have some tips for you. And I'm like, thank you. I need all the tips yeah. I can get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we may have to have an offline about that. Let's do it, dude. Yeah. But uh, I feel super official, by the way, sitting in here because we're surrounded by race jerseys. This is like a legit boardroom. Signed. Signed race jerseys. Signed race jerseys. You got computers everywhere. You got... These, you know, nice leather chairs, the big conference room. This is like yeah. legit operation. Yeah, these, we've been uh, uh, very thankful to have this area, um, to have, you know, all of our vendor meetings and stuff in here. This has been here way longer than I've been here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, 
probably our longest lasting store um, out of the three currently. So definitely had some time to build all of it up. I want to get into free flight, but before we do that, let's get to know you a little bit better. So um, you, Kason, are you from here? Yep. Yeah. So born in Kennesaw. I oh, wow. haven't gone very far. That's rare. Yeah, Most people are, are transplants. Yeah. I've uh, been thankful enough. Or been, um, I had the opportunity to travel a lot recently, but haven't haven't moved anywhere. Um, saving some money, trying to figure out the next step as far as housing goes. But I like where I'm at. So, so you live around here? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I live with my parents, um, go back and forth with my girlfriend and I. Um, but yeah, currently we're saving for a house. Um, cool. still live in Kennesaw. It's about 20 minutes from my work. Um, and then still have some good trails around here. So it's, it's kind of hard to leave because you go ride some other trails and you're like, man, we have it pretty good with the loam and the East coast dirt. So it is, it is. You're in a good spot. That's great, man. Good for you. Uh, what, uh, how'd you get into mountain biking? So, um, the love of two wheels for me really started with dirt bikes. Okay. Um, so you're a moto guy. That's yeah. where you really started. Yeah. So to go back a little bit without making it a long drawn out conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. My, so my, my cousin and my uncle, um, my uncle owned Hondo of Houston in Texas. Um, he ran a amateur motocross team since, I mean, since I can remember, um, in Texas and they went to Loretta Lens and all of the amateur spots. So I was a little blonde haired kid going around with them, going to motocross tracks, watching it pretty much my whole entire um, childhood. Um, So that was super awesome. Uh, And then picked up a BMX bike, just like every kid in elementary or middle school. And then um, started jumps, kind of started with going to skate parks and building jumps. There was a construction site actually literally a Across the street from my house mm-hmm. um, and uh, Noah and Justin, two of my buddies growing up, uh, we would go over there and just build dirt jumps pretty much every day after um, school. And so once I got good at jumps, you know, continued going to skate parks, um, picked up a mountain bike and then started riding trails. Um, you remember your first mountain bike? So, yes. Uh, my dad had a 2001 Schwinn Rocket 88 nice. back when Schwinn was Schwinn, yeah. which, when it was legit. Yeah. Um, and so I rode that. Um, my first real bike was probably my, I had a Cannondale Dirt Jumper. Okay. Um, so I was Interesting. Using, yeah, I was using that a lot. And then like my mountain bike, my full suspension trail bike was a Schwinn Rocket 88, just using it for my dad. Um, and then my, my bike that I actually purchased that I got to call mine was a 2009 Specialized Big Hit 2. Okay. Um, which, if anybody knows, it's bronze with some barbed wire paint job all around it. Sick. With some, like, bronze hubs, 180 mil travel with this freaking 30-pound domain fork on it. Um, and, like, this DHX coil that was, like, probably 30 pounds as well. Um, which was way too much bike for me at the time, but I was, I was stoked on it. Um, I mean, I big Creek like all the time on that thing every weekend. Um, was that your home trail, uh, big Creek or where did you like ride the most as far as like a regular trail? Um, probably Alatoona. It's nine, 10 minutes from my house. I did go to big Creek a lot. Um, but similar to Igor, we kind of had the same friend group growing mm-hmm. up. So I'd ride with Sean Kelly and Drew Blankenbeckler lived around here. Um, 
Yeah, Jacob Cooper was another guy that I grew up riding with, and I relied on them because they're five, six years older than me okay. um, to drive me around. So occasionally, you know, we'd make trips up to uh, LJ and ride, you know, Bear Hody or something, mm-hmm. um, probably pushing my bike because it probably had like nine speed on it at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how everything started. And then um, from there, yeah, started started uh, just riding, went to a common cell meta um, and then started working here. So that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, when was were you always like wanting to get in the industry? Like, was that like a, a goal of yours? Like, hey, when I when I get older, I want to be in the bike industry of some sort. So no, (laughs) no, yeah, it was not. Um, My goal as a kid, as you can imagine, was to be dirt bikes. Like I wanted to race professional dirt bikes. Quickly found out that you have to start that pretty much when you're born to be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, So then from there, it was kind of like, okay, I want to be in the motocross industry then. Um, But uh, as you can imagine, when before you have a license, dirt bikes is pretty difficult. Um, so I very quickly gravitated towards mountain bikes because I could ride from my house and do it, mm-hmm. um, or I could throw my bike on my buddy's car and go ride. Um, so that kind of translated into more of a mountain bike scene, mm-hmm. uh, for me. Um, and then, yeah, for a while I wanted to be in the industry. And then, um, in high school, I actually, the main thing I was planning to do was be a welder. No, oh, um, I was going to go school. Like Igor. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to go to Georgia trade school and become a welder. Um, and then finally, like senior year, I was like, I don't want to do that every day. I don't think it's not something that excites me. Where, right now, what excites me is bikes. Um, so got this opportunity and uh, they haven't been able to get rid of me since. So here I still live. I love yeah. it. I love it. It actually reminds me. So when we did that previous podcast, I, don't, I can't remember the guy's name. Did, did you listen to it? If you didn't, that's okay. The one that I had Drew on. We interviewed oh, like a store um, manager, I think, at Sanders. Zach? I think. Yeah, Zach Lewis. He, he, so he got into the business, and I asked him, I said, what what kind of bike do you have? Because I was thinking it's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely Zach. And he goes, he goes, he said something like uh, 2015, and I it's like, stopped G- listening. GT probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, Wait, let me get this straight. You're in the bike industry. Uh-huh. You run a bike shop that gets deals, and you yeah. ride a 2015 or whatever it is. And he was like, "Yeah, it works." And I was like, "I'm floored." Like I was speechless. Yeah. I didn't even know where to take it. To talk uh, shit on Zach a little bit, yeah. For someone that's in the industry, he probably rides his bike once a year. <laughs> so, so that that's kind of what I was wondering because we were talking beforehand around like how I ride a lot. I have a flexible job, and I, I riding is my my therapy and my health and a whole lot of stuff but it's my gym essentially and my workout and you were like man i'd love to ride that much and it's funny mm-hmm. because i when i talk to like with guys at jared's or other people in the industry they actually don't ride much mm-hmm. themselves and uh i'm curious like how much do you ride now that you're in the industry? yeah so right now um being that it's january uh, i really don't ride that much and i know it's a crappy excuse i ride well, right now I, I have not rode a mountain bike in four weeks. A month, um, okay. Yeah, but so, like during prime season, how, oh, how much yeah. are you riding? I try to do twice a week. Okay, least. so that's um, pretty good. Yeah, my girlfriend's pretty into it now. That's so, nice. Yeah, that her helps. and I will go ride at least once or twice a week. Um, 
getting up to Jared's is kind of a stretch right now. Um, and I, I go through phases just like everybody else. So I'm in a big moto phase right now. So I've been riding my dirt bike every weekend. So um, I that's, need, a, that's a time commitment because you got to yeah, travel to man. kind of do that. It's not yeah, like you, you can go get right out of your back door yeah. unless you're one of the Suron guys that goes to Big Creek right. legally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, like the same thing we were just talking about. Like you can just like load up your mountain bike, whether it's washed or not, and go ride and just like throw it back in your garage. Dude, it takes me like three hours to wash my dirt bike after I ride it and get it back to ride again. Um, and then you, you got to like closest track is an hour the closest um and then you know you got to worry Where about are you going like durham town or something like that dude durham town's three hours from here i don't go too often what's um, the other one i'm thinking highland of? park probably oh highland park yeah. yeah it's all right um they have really good trails i know like will and those guys from jared's go up there pretty frequently um i've been like on a big like track kick lately so i've been riding like talking rock arena it's pretty good um Smaller jumps, but really good dirt. Good to work on your form and, and stuff. But my, my favorite track is uh, Big Springs Motocross in Alabama. Okay. Uh, the guy that owns it actually lives in Dallas, Georgia. Um, he's, a, he's awesome and preps a really good track. But they have, you know, two or three pretty decent-sized triples, really technical track. Um, but it's safe. You know everything. Just like Jared's, like, you know, if you're going, you know everything's built properly. And if you have the skill, you can do it. Um, so similar vibe. Well, we say that, but I did see, uh, I was doing some research on you before and I was looking at your Instagram. It looks like Jared's, you sent a jump, a yeah. little, uh, little gnarly there. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was one of the many, uh, we can go into that if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've known Jared for, cause you like airtime, it seems yeah, and you do yeah, big air. I love so. jumps, dude. Especially like riding dirt bikes, jumps is like it. And that's, that's where yeah. big man fall hard and you could really mess up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I've known Jared for a while. Um, did you go to his original place? Like his yeah, original, so Jared's not, not the OG one. I went to the one at Jasper. Okay. I would go there almost every day. Like I would leave here and go straight there. Um, cause it was 45 minutes from here and ride for an hour and just go back home. Um, and then, um, Josh Cohan, mm -hmm. which is uh, you know one of the other owners of Jared's, um, worked with us here. And oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, him and I became really, really good friends. We travel and ride a lot together. Um, He's an awesome guy. Man, I like Josh him a lot. is yeah. Josh is seriously like a brother of mine. He'd do anything for you. He's just um, super genuine. He's a big supporter of us too. Yeah. Like he loves everything we're doing and just all around. Yeah. Great guy. He's a, a yeah big family member of mine. He yeah like I said he'd do anything for you. Um, he's awesome. Um, but it's kind of funny. Um, I always joke and say like I I'm like a spark of the real Jared's place because I actually introduced Josh and Jared. No way. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. At the old place, um, which was cool. And then they, Josh is like, well, I've wanted a bike shop. I'm sure you know the story, but I've wanted a bike shop and Jared wants a bike park and they came together. But yeah, so I used to go to the place in Jasper a lot. Um, it was kind of like a private vibe. Right. Signed a waiver. Pretty you know. crazy. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. Man. People think Jared's place now is sketchy. Oh, yeah, no. Dude. I've like, seen videos and yeah, pictures. And I can't believe – I still can't believe I rode those jumps. Like, it, yeah, so sketchy. Like, the jumps would move when you hit them. A lot of big wood features. Oh, a lot yeah. of just crazy gaps. There was – it was it was true – 
backyard. Yeah. Have you jank. been? No, I've okay. just seen all the pictures yeah, yeah. And, and films of the old one, old days, and it was straight up jank. Yeah, it's gnar. It, I mean, it, they're built like you know you'd be okay, but they're still like sketch, dude. Like, and Jared knows how you know he knows all the radiuses and everything, so you know you're, you're safe. But it's still like it's not the the money pit that Jared's place currently has. So um, I. I seriously devote all of my progression to that place. Like I became a good rider because of Jared's place in Jasper, like a hundred percent. I learned toboggans there. I learned no handers. I learned knack knacks with rowdy flow. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was, you know, hitting all the big jumps, learning how to do all that because of that place. And it was, it was like that vibe you show up and you drink a few beers and just, progress like you know like i picked one thing i was going to learn that day or you know help jared build something or test jumps it was just like this cool vibe like it was sick um and to circle back to injuries um which is why i kind of brought up jared's old place um i started this unfortunate train of concussions in the past two or three years so um my first one was there. Um, we had actually went up to Ranger Trails in Dahlonega. Dude, we did like 40 miles on e-bikes that day. Like wow. exhausted. That's on my bucket list. I've never, I've only, I've done ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and some around there, but never anything else. Dude, and I've so to. ball is like one of my favorite descents in Georgia. Yeah. We can get into trails later, but yeah. yeah, ball is one of my favorites, but Ranger is awesome. So we rode Ranger. And then um, I was actually with Zach Lewis and Bobby Martin. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, dude, like we could easily just stop by Jared's on the way home. And I texted Jared. Jared was actually there. His old place. Yeah, yeah, Jasper. And um, so cool. We'll swing by there. And it's, I mean, it's late. It's like probably five o'clock, six o'clock. And you're time. gassed. Gassed. Yeah. And um, he had just built this new jump by the gravel road that comes in and it was it was a true triple it was like um come out of the <clears throat> hit a step down come out of this fast corner and then it's a huge triple um and so i had run up to it uh, one time mm -hmm. and hit the double and i was like cool like if you guys want to film it i'm gonna go go hit the whole thing um the dirt was still pretty soft like pretty fresh wasn't packed in we were the first people to hit this jump um and so i hit it again i get it good and then i'm like let me see if i can like get a little sideways on it like film again my first mistake yeah <laughs> hitting it twice you know trying to do better when you've already hit a jump um come around the corner like completely thrash this corner like igor style yeah <laughs> come around the corner and um felt good and then just kind of pitched the bike sideways a little bit and i was on a new trek rail literally rode this bike one day so i went dead sailor um and just landed 90 degrees mm. and then um the way this jump was set up um the landing had a flat spot at the end so it went lander and then flat and then went back down. So when I landed 90 at the top of the, the lander, literally I just went straight to that flat spot Ooh. and I was knocked out on impact. Um, I'm sure most people have seen the funny videos of me talking and repeating things for hours and hours. I haven't seen it, yeah, but I wanna, now some, I wanna see it. <laughs> there's some funny footage of me just like asking the same stuff. Over Is there footage of the actual crash? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I have it. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll show you. Um, so I was out for like a minute and a half to to two minutes, Whoa, which is yeah, which that's is not good. Scary. Which is not good. That I was snoring. Scary. Yeah. Um, so that was the first one. Um, and then to go to the crash you're talking about, which was pretty recently, um, but to kind of talk about the time between that, uh, that crash never phased me mentally. Like at the time I was like, dude, I, I'm the shit. Like, and no matter what I try, I'll land. It. Like, and that you, was, So you bounced back pretty okay from that? Like, did you go to the hospital and like, <laughs> so for that one, I didn't. Oh my I, gosh. I should have went to the hospital. Luckily yeah. I've had plenty of CT, CT scans since, so I know I'm fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, I should have went for that one. I don't know why I didn't. Um, but yeah, I did the whole concussion protocol. Like my dad was waking me up every hour type deal. And then I, you know, still had huge concussion after effects, like wasn't working like drowsy, Mm. like light hurt, like crazy. Mm. Um, and if you've never had a concussion, like people don't know how, yeah, people don't know how bad they affect you. And I didn't know either, dude. And that's like, what I'm about to go into is like, kind of how these have all affected me too. Um, but so in that time, like I was saying, I, <clears throat> I, I thought like literally no matter what I did, I was good. Like I was landing it. It was going up on Instagram. People are going to be freaking stoked. Like that was my mindset. Like I'm because I hadn't had any bad crashes. Right. You know, and then as, as an athlete, you get in this mindset, whether you're a mountain biker or motocross rider that you're unstoppable until it happens. Right. Right. So that was my mindset at the time up until um, Jared's place. Um, and then down and dusty, I was riding with Igor that whole day. Uh, same thing later in the day, been riding all day. Uh, went back to the truck, had a beer real quick. And then just so happened to end up on down and dusty. There's some, there's two kids I know that were like standing there looking at it. Um, trying to figure it all out. Um, and I was like walking them through it cause I had hit it before, but they had just at the time they had just put that second big kicker in, mm-hmm. um, when I had hit it, it was just that first one. Um, <clears throat> so I was walking them through it, walking them through the whale tail, do that. And then I was finally like, okay, just follow me. And they were like, no, we'll just watch you. Cool. And actually like that footage of them they're standing there looking at me how to hit it. And, um, also there's so many red flags, dude. I shouldn't have, I should not have like done that line at the time. Um, like I had shock whiz on my bike, Igor and I were trying to set up my suspension. So that shit was all over the place. Like Lord knows what suspension setup I had, um, hit it. I looked butter on that first one. Like it was perfect. And then since I never had hit that second one, I went, I went into like fight or flight mode almost and put in another two cranks, which mm-hmm. is like red flag. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Um, so when I did that speed, speed went up and then, um, sh- uh, shock fully compressed on that lip. Um, and then I last minute tried to squash the jump, which is, you need to commit dude. <laughs> like you need to decide what you're going to do off that lip before you hit the lip. Like, yeah. Either you're, you're boosting it or you're squashing it. So I immediately, I was like, I'm going to boost it last minute squash, which sends you into a dead sailor yard sale. And so I was going too fast. Um, 
It looked like I couldn't see from the video, but it looked like it's almost like, yeah, you, you yeah. went in nose heavy yeah, at that it, point, that like rear. off on the landing, which I'm mm -hmm. guessing he just immediately sent you to. Yeah, so the rear shot compressed and then rebounded me um, into a complete front flip. Yeah, it was like a buck, yeah, essentially. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and you can't tell from the video, but I didn't touch the landing. Like, I landed on the flat. Oh, so you overshot completely, mm -hmm. landed on flat, so, basically doing a front flip. So my what landed first was my handlebars. If, if that gives you an idea, like the pitch that my bike was at. So my brake levers and... <clears throat> So on, I don't, that, the last thing I remember is being in the air and, and literally like facing down at the ground. And in my head, I, I could have still saved it. So I thought I was just going to go wham, wham and kind of ride out of it. And, and next thing you know, I woke up in the van on the way to the hospital. But yeah, so on impact, um, I shattered my radius, shattered my ulna, tore the, the ligaments off of my radius completely. Well, not all of them, but a few ligaments off my radius. Um, and then because like my handlebar hit, um, I was still holding the bars. So actually I, I almost punched the ground um, and then shattered my metacarpal too. Um, and, so both, and knocked myself out again. Both limbs, both arms yeah. were messed up and got a concussion. Yeah. Were you wearing a full face? No. Ooh. No. Smith forefront too. Which, dude, it's, I have that helmet here. I'll show you, uh, like what my head did to the inside of that helmet. And I'll, I'll never wear not, like not a Smith plug or anything, but I'll always wear a Smith after that accident because that thing I think literally saved me. I brain. love Smith. I wear yeah. Smith. I think they're comfortable helmets. Yeah. But, dude, that is nuts. Mm -hmm. And that was the reality check. Yeah, that one, that one put me out, man. And um, like that was a big mental. And like I was saying at the time, like, and not everyone will understand this, uh, but like all, all that mattered in my life was bikes. Like literally, like if I didn't ride a few times a week or the amount I wanted, or if I didn't do the trick I wanted to do, um, like it, it, like I was upset or depressed, like that's what mattered. So, yeah. So like when that, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, I've been injured multiple times mountain biking, not to that extent, but mm -hmm. I've done some pretty bad injuries. And uh, yeah, it's like when it's, it's a super passion of mine. And when it gets taken away, you're kind of like, oh gosh, this is yeah. crazy. And it makes you appreciate everything more, but then also you're kind of like, whoa, there, there's got to be more to life and there's got to be, yeah. uh, it's just that all sorts all, of things, yeah. emotions run through your head. That was all, that's all that was going through my head, man. I mean, I was sitting on the couch off of freaking hydrocodones, like two casts, um, like just looking back, like the, the concussions, the times I've hit my head um, and the injuries I've had, because that, that would have been the second time I've shattered my radius and all on that same wrist. Um, and it was really like the, the concussions, like bones heal, man. Like, I really don't care. Like they're going to suck the time you do it, but you can put a plane in it and you'll be fine. Um, but I, I started to notice like after that accident, like a huge, like um, a difference in my emotions from the concussions. And like people always say that like concussions can cause stuff like that, but I seriously started noticing it. Um, like the way my attitude was towards things. Like I seriously started thinking it was affecting me. 
Um, so that was a big reality check, but also like, um, like I said, like it was everything in my life and having that time away, I was just like, man, I was like, dude, I have so much other stuff. Like I could be focusing on like my relationship with my girlfriend. I could be focusing on my career. It's like, there's so much more than just bikes. And at the time that's dude, that's all I cared about. Um, and it's like, for why, <laughs> like for Instagram likes, is that is like, there's, you know, it's not, I'm not going to be a Reese Wilson or somebody. It's like, there's so much other things that you can appreciate in life. Um, and so when was, how long ago was this? A little over a year. Okay. Yeah. A little over a year. So not that long. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind but of- I, I'm all healed up. Road Jerez, road, you know, ride dirt bikes all the time. So. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is like, will you do like some of the big jumps at Jared still? Yeah. So I'm, um, I guess more calculated. But. Yeah. Way more calculated. There's going to be a lot less, um, um, just do it because, um, like, cause I, at, the, at the time it's like, dude, whatever, like I'll just hit it. <laughs> like I had that attitude and it was super cocky, super arrogant attitude, um, which I'm, I do not have anymore. Like I respect everything about the trail. I respect everything about my bike. Um, well, you also probably think like I do, which is, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you and I have kids and a mm-hmm. wife and all, all this other stuff, but it's all risk reward. And it's mm-hmm. like, do I really want to do this? And what's the reward I'll get out of yeah, doing it? And yeah. Is it really worth it? Because like, for me, it's like, you know, people like Blair will always tell me, you know, God, you got great like fundamentals, but, you could really go so much farther. And it's like, I know I could, I don't know Mm -hmm. if I want to, like, I enjoy just what I'm doing. Like my, I'm not a jumper. I, I don't, um, I didn't grow up on BMX or moto. I grew up mountain biking. Mm -hmm. So old school tech trails. I like rocks. I like steeps. I like skinnies. I like, you know, all the like kind of other side of mountain biking, not air supply. (laughs) Like I like, I like, I like the top trails of Jared's. I like 776. My whole goal, I like pine. I like, I like stuff where it's more like the goal is to pick the right line and I go slow speeds and, but my goal is just don't put a foot down and make it and don't crash. And just kind of like, think of it like a puzzle. Yeah. And you know, Blair's funny. He's like, Hey, you go so much faster. I'm like, I know, but faster (laughs) means I fall harder and I love biking a lot. And I know that if I push myself, there's a good chance I'm off the bike for four months. And so I just would rather have fun. And my fun is I don't need fast speeds or gnarly or racing or anything. Yeah. It's just more like trying to get down a steep is cool to me. Um, right. So that's kind of what I've learned is like that mental kind of game to mm-hmm. play in your head. Cause I have crashed multiple times and, you know, been off the, the, the ride for a mm-hmm. while and it's just brought different perspectives. So, but, yeah, it's uh a lot of people won't experience it until they experience it, you know, yeah. and I never did up until it was like back to back to back to back. And I was like, okay, like I need to take a step back and like, or, or one day I'm literally not going to be able to do my job because I'm a vegetable. Like yeah. literally that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I keep getting myself knocked out, like I'm going to have serious brain issues yeah. um, and be like the freaking NFL football players or something. And that, that's not cool. So you seem like more of a free rider uh, kind of person. You like the big air. You like the tricks. Did you ever race? Yeah, yeah. I was. I raced um, two or three enduro seasons. Um, which which one? Just like go nuts local races, okay. whatever I can make it to. I never did like full blown like finish a full season or anything. So more enduro than downhill. Yeah, I never raced. I mean, I would do like like back when Big Creek had the TT series, mm-hmm. like they did the the time trial. Like that was the biggest downhill races I've done. Um, or like um, Carter's Lake had a few downhill races up in um, 
like that LJ area. Mm-hmm. I would do those, but yeah, big, mostly Enduros. Yeah. I just love the vibe of them because it, it, to do good at an Enduro, you had to be good at everything. And I really loved that. Like you had to be good at tech, but also I'd get my ass kicked by XC guys. Yeah. Like if I wasn't, if I wasn't careful, like I remember being at, uh, cold water and getting beaten several stages by like these kids that road bike every week yeah because i can't do it like like the fitness isn't there i mean that's at the quick six <laughs> even though it's a mini enduro Still, like some of the yeah. top guys are xc guys yeah yeah uh, yeah it matters that's so that's what draw, drew me to enduro was the fact that you had to be good at everything um which was really cool did you ever podium mm-hmm. yeah I, I won um a few uh, i won a go nuts at cold water that's one cool. year um and then i raced the pro class for a little bit just uh at the time austin sansui was one of my buddies um not that he's still not but he was yeah. he was still and he lives up uh further away now and him and i would uh ride and he was racing pro class so i'm like i probably need to be out there like and then i, I would get smoked every freaking weekend by these guys that are now you know racing uci world cups so it doesn't make me feel that bad anymore yeah um but yeah, podiumed a few times, podium quick six a few times, um, and then yeah, got a win at Code Nuts. But do you still race, or do you just more do it for fun? Now? No, I just do it for fun. I'll I'll race if it's like right. Like I I honestly wish I could get to the quick six, but like with everything going on a free flight, I'm always at an event. They have it on the, a weekend where I'm always traveling. Um, I'll still race. Like if if I can get out to a Jared's place race, I'll do it um, just for fun. Like I'm. I don't do it to go win now, but I will go as fast as I can. Yeah. Like you can bet that uh, whether it's good enough or not, I, I just do it for fun. I like hanging out with everybody. It's a, it's a vibe. So. That's cool. Where, where, where do you like to ride? Like nowadays, like if you can go ride, where are you going? I know you don't have to, if they're, um, if they're the unsolicited trails, you don't have to name them if you don't yeah. want, but like, you know, as no, far I mean, as like where you like to, what you like to do regularly or, and then also after that, maybe what's your favorite place you've ever ridden? Yeah. So, um, favorite places now, like you said, Pine Mountain, I, uh, just like Igor, him and I started building there around the same time we had a hand in beans probably you know he's the mastermind behind beans and i was helping him with it that's the only trail i haven't done at pine dude mainly due to the fact that it's so (laughs) right the the beginning part scares the crap out of me because it is so narrow and so switchbacky tight i'm just like i Mm -hmm. i look at it and i'm like visually i don't see how this is possible now granted i never watched anyone do it but i was just like I just, this doesn't jive. Every other trail I've ridden and Mm -hmm. I've never, and I've made it a goal to ride every trail out there without putting a foot down and I can do it. I don't, I don't maybe do it looking good or fast, but I can ride every other trail. Hot sauce is my last one that I completed no foot down, but beans just, it's like mind blowing. So if you can ride hot sauce, you can ride beans. Okay. Like hot sauce is a, not as steep as beans, but it has way more rocks. It's way more technical. It's like wind rock vibes. Yeah. Um, I love Windrock. Yeah. 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 You'd be good. Beans is great doing it for the first time. Like get behind somebody and just follow. Like mm-hmm. don't leave their tail mm-hmm. and it's easy. Okay. Uh, it's pretty rough now. I will say I wrote it a few weeks ago. That's freaking gnarly. Mm-hmm. Like the gnarliest it's been in the past five, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nuts now. Just like, because dude, the trails there, like they aren't freaking trails. They're rain ruts. Yeah. Like the rain uses them to get down the mountain. So, yeah. you know, everything. Very wa- natural. <laughs> yeah. Everything washes away immediately. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, built built beans with Igor. So uh, pine is one of my favorite go tos. It's close. Yeah, not far from me at all. Um, and it's easy just to go do one or two laps in the morning or something. Um, especially like I have a fuel exe, the e bike, the little. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll rip up on that. And, you know, That's nice to yeah, have. You, yeah, <laughs> you can hammer, and it feels like a normal bike, just like a Levo or something. So like you don't you lose any of the like riding capabilities on that mm-hmm. bike um, but that's good for pine and then um my favorite trails in georgia which i will always argue are the gnarliest trails in georgia is ranger trails really yeah, up and so more than yeah. pine oh yeah yeah if you find the right ones and i don't care to say the names because people won't find them yeah that's uh, that's the reason why i haven't <laughs> gone is because it's so hard to yeah. figure out and find and you don't get good service and uh, i'm like I got to go with someone because I'll get lost. Yeah, there's some up there. Um, like, flip a coin is crazy. Um, like, the guys that now ride, uh, like, Jack Brown that's on Yeti. Yeah. Um, he built that one with uh, um, Jacob Keller, which also one of the guys, Rowdy Town type mm-hmm. folks. Um, and they built all those. But those are literally the most ass puckering trails that you will find in Georgia. I, I can't I will stand imagine. By, I will stand by that. Because yeah. I feel like pine is scary enough. I can't <clears throat> imagine harder. Yeah, it's it's gnarly, dude. And yeah, they're crazy. There's one called, uh, I think it's Rock Slot or something like that. And it is the most jagged, like it's literally just vertical with like 90 degree, 90 degree, 90 degree. And there's rock, like sharp rocks everywhere. And it's, it's so gnarly. Um, yeah, that's crazy, but they're fun. They're so fun. Um, I'll have to do some that someday. Ones. Yeah. We'll go out there with someone. There's some that aren't, like, nuts. So you can ride a few out there that are fun. See, that that's are. my biggest fear is, like, <clears throat> I have people that are like, I'll take you and show you sometime. I'm like, yeah, but you're a lot better rider, yeah. and I'm not that good, <laughs> and I'm going to slow you down. So I've always yeah. been embarrassed to, like, take people up on that. But one day I just need to go. I'll tell them I'll be your videographer or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun, dude. We'll have to go do it. Yeah, I've been meaning to get up there. What about uh, uh, just in general? Like you say, you travel a lot for work. I mean, have you have you traveled other places of the country? Is there any place in particular that's just like, oh, this is the best trails I've ever ridden? Yeah, you can probably guess this answer, but I I had the opportunity to go to Whistler. This no year. way! Yeah, you went to Whistler. Mm-hmm. Oh well, there you go. Yes. That's enough said. Of course, <laughs> yeah, that's going to say, be you best. can probably guess this. Yeah, I actually went to Whistler um, with my family uh, pretty recently, uh, last June. Um, and Drew Blankenbeckler drove up from Utah, met us out there. We spent a week in Whistler. Wow. Um, and there all is... park? Did you do all park riding? No. So uh, my favorite trails I rode, I'm sure people are familiar from YouTube, a trail called Dark Crystal. Okay. Um, and like Remy Metentaler or however you say it. Remy Metallier. Yeah, yeah. Metallier. He rides that trail all the time. So it's actually like, <clears throat> it's in Blackcomb area. Okay. So like the mountain is here and then a little to your left of the mountain off off of whatever technically the resort is, um, is, a, is Whistler Blackcomb. Um, and it's probably about 1500 feet up. And wow. yeah, we pedaled it. Brutal, dude. Like, wow. and, <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. And Drew talked me into doing this twice so we could ride two different trails. Uh, trails. Um, and there's two trails out there. That's probably my favorite trails I ever rode in my life. One is called Haybud, um, and then one is called Crazy Train. Crazy Train. I've heard of Crazy Train. One of the gnarliest trails I've, I've ever seen rode. videos on that. Yeah, one of the gnarliest ones I've ever rode. Seriously, and videos does not do justice. Like I was, 
I was questioning my ability on a bicycle down that trail. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Haybud is just like this steep, like trail full of loam, like the entire trail. Like you're riding like 1500 feet or something like that, just loam. And it's just like loam corner, loam corner. And then you like, you get this like little rock section, loam, loam, loam. And dude, I was like smiling ear to ear the entire way down. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. The park's sick too, but yeah. like, it's hard to be like those single tracks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go there someday. I, I'm saying, I think I may do it for my 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. That'll be like my big blowout. Like, it's hard, it. man. It's a big trip. Like there's a lot, like we had to fly. The logistics are hard. Yeah, it's so hard, far, dude. Especially that we had six of us and like four or five bike bags and you know, you're flying. Oh, I would rent a bike for sure. Yeah. That just seems like a nightmare. I loved out. having, so actually Santa Cruz gave me a nomad to take out there at the time. Um, so I loved having like my own well, like, yeah, and familiarity yeah. and all that. And you're in the bike industry. So mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. like being able to, to ride from the park to your house, like it, it was awesome. Cause like there you have to actually return your demos every day, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to like either figure out transportation or whatever. Um, but and then like, you have to get it set up every right, day. Right. Yeah. That's so that's hard, but, um, our flights actually got canceled. So we ended up like getting on this. What type of, what time of year was this? June. Is that a good time to go? Cause that's like yeah, early season was, for them. Uh, yeah, it? It, it was good. Um, the lines were relatively short from what I've seen. Uh, I mean, you're still, it's no Jared's like people that argue about Jared's place lines are freaking crazy. Oh yeah. Like go out West and ski or something, dude. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> Cause I've done Jackson hole. Yeah. Those lines are worse at that bike park than Jared's. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's nothing. Like you're waiting 30 minutes at the least to ride them, you know, to even get on a lift. And then to go up Whistler, dude, it's, you know, 45 minutes to get up to the top. Of the but the runs are long. Yeah. Yeah. You're taking breaks. Like yeah. you're not. Yeah. Like, you're people, not full people that are doing full pulls are freaking gnarly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, we had to do like two or three different. Um, uh, what's it called when you had to stop at? Different airports on the way. Oh, yeah. Layover. Layover. Yeah, yeah. Layover. We had to do two or three of those with bike bags. And then we, like, went, showed up in Vancouver at, like, 1 a.m. So we had been up for, like, 25 hours at that point. Mm. And then, yeah. it's it, So, in short, it's pretty brutal to, to figure out the logistics and get there. But it's fun. It's so worth it, man. Next time, I would love to drive. Yeah. To, yeah. And, like, because what Drew Experience did. Experience the road trip aspect. <clears> yeah. Drew hit, like, two or three bike parks on the way there. Which yeah, you're going through the PMW, which is right. amazing. Yeah, he had anyway. it. He had it. He had it nice for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's pivot because I'm going to ask you about bikes. You okay. can nerd out a little bit. I'm guessing you're not going to be like the other free flight manager that says you ride a 2015 GT. Um, what do you What do you ride these days? I'm assuming do you have multiple bikes? Yeah, I do. Um, not as many as I used to. Um, I kind of sold everything and went to uh, just one or two platforms, but. Currently, I ride a 2023 Trek Fuel EX that I built from the ground up. What is so, that? Uh, what's the travel on that? So it comes out of the package. It's 140, 150, I believe. Um, and I built it 160, 140 with a coil. Um, so it's. And that's an e bike? Nope. No. Yeah. So I, EXE is the e bike. EXE. So, okay. And then the EX is just the regular. So 160, 140, coil. Mm-hmm. Kind of that longer travel trail bike. Yeah. Um, mullet. I mullet. Have mullet. Carbon? Yep. Carbon. And then I have okay. the new SRAM transmission and then all the new SRAM. Um, okay. So that's your go-to. Yeah. Okay. 
I wish it was 29, if you want to be honest with you. Full 29? Yeah. How tall are you? 5'7". Uh, That's interesting. I would have think you would have preferred a mullet. So before that, I had, like, my favorite bike in the entire world, the Santa Cruz Bronson. Really? The 2022 mullet. Okay. Dude, I... I still, I'm going to try to get another one. Like, interesting. I like okay. that bike. Um, that mullet felt great. What I, travel is that? 160, 150. Okay. Um, that bike was amazing, dude. Like I, I'm kind of upset I sold it, but it, it, for people that's in the bike industry, you kind of know, like to stay relevant on bikes, like you kind of want to get rid of them every mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of try to switch to something different and working here, I try to do Trek one year, Santa Cruz one year, just to try different stuff yeah um but i have that um so all-time favorite is the bronson yeah that's my favorite bike okay the road, man okay even even spending time on a new nomad i like the bronson better okay um but yeah i have the fuel ex um and then really i just have a sunday am plus bmx bike and then an old school road bike and an e-bike and an e-bike yeah the exe but and the, the lady EXE? rides that one most okay is that <laughs> is that also the same travel mm -hmm. 140 150 that one's full 29er just because okay. it was a complete bike why do you prefer full 29er um on that bike i don't know man something just feels weird about the way i have it set up and i really think um it feels almost like a chopper Okay. And I think it's, I know at Trek advertises it that you can do it mullet and they advertise like that it, and it could be mullet. Um, but I just don't, it doesn't feel right to me. Um, the Bronson felt like it was designed mullet, which it was. So that's, I don't know. I think I would have more fun on a 29er. And nowadays, man, like, especially riding with her, like I'm riding rope mill half the time. Yeah. So like a, a mullet is like useless. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a 29er is faster altogether anyways yeah and more stable so yeah so it sounds like uh i don't even need to ask you about the e-bike debate it seems like you like them yeah for, for certain occasions so i always tell people man like if you hate on e-bikes you ever rode one yep um and uh, and we can't say you're not fit because you're yeah, a fit guy yeah, <laughs> you shred. I, dude i like being able to go up the ranger trails, ride 40 miles, do like 3,500 feet of elevation with like eight dudes on e-bikes. Some of the most fun riding I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Like, and you're still gassed. I mean, there's 100%. no doubt. hundred percent. Yeah. And your heart rate's being sustained the entire time. Like that, there's a reason like supercross guys and train on those bikes because their heart rate can stay, stay sustained and it's more of a cardio exercise. Even pro cross country, oh, pro yeah. enduro, pro downhill, no, it's all riding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear any debate about it. It's yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, the only thing, like I do run into people like a blankets all the time, like blowing past me or blowing past my girlfriend, like just with no regard that I have an issue with. Like I'm always super respectful. Yeah. Like I literally like ride behind people like for an entire lap and then I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah. And then I'll pass them. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I'm just there to ride, man. Yeah. Um, but I always tell people e-biking is not the same as mountain biking. Yeah. It's different. It's, it's different. two different sports. Yeah. It's two different things. You can't compare them. Like, I don't want to hear e-bikers like getting mad about mountain bikers, e-bikers getting mad about, you know, vice versa. It's two different things. Yeah. And like just follow the rules, like whatever the trail regulations are and have fun. Like, yeah. No, so. I like that. All right. Let's transition to free flight. So, um, I don't, I just kind of pulled that out of my ass, but aren't <laughs> you guys like one of the largest in Georgia as far as like, when you look at it from like locations, from 
the inventory from what amount you guys sell. I mean, I feel like you guys got to be one of the biggest. Yeah. Shops. So I, I don't know numbers wise. Um, I mean, you can say like marketing wise, we're biggest. I don't know for sure, but I can tell you in 2022, um, we were the largest Santa Cruz dealer in the Southeast. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Um, aside from, I think the hub in Asheville, oh, okay. of course, well, but they're yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, the hub is nuts. Yeah. Um, we may not be there now, but yeah, we definitely, we've been here since 1978. So we have a huge customer base. Family um, owned? Family owned. It's about to be on, well, soon, uh, on fourth generation. So Daniel will be the third generation. That's really cool. Crazy. It's, wow. that's one of the reasons I'm still here. Um, it's just like the family aspect. Um, and like, uh, dude, the amount of opportunities that Daniel has gave me um, is insane. Like, I, I like will never forget the, the stuff he's done for me and been able like I've been able to just run free and like pitch ideas to him and he's like cool let's do it and uh you know when I went to him and say like man we need someone running our socials and running marketing like I don't know what I'm doing but I will bust my ass to try and learn he's like cool let's do it here's your job map like I don't know uh, any other jobs that do that so I will be forever thankful for what he's done and the opportunities he gave me um to put me in this position and hopefully one day I'll be working for a big brand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being a marketer. So is that your goal? Yeah. Can now, I... nowadays I'm, I'm, I love it, man. Like I love, I love being at the races. I love taking photos. I love like shaking hands. I love like talking to people like, out love, in the field. I love kind talking of stuff. about bikes. Yeah. Uh, I love taking photos. I love creating stuff and putting it on a, on a platform. Like that's one of my favorite, um, and the cool thing about like what I do here is it's, it's like, you can see the outcome directly. So like if I do a good job, I see that immediately with numbers. If I do crappy, uh, I know immediately and I know whose fault it is. It's no one else's but myself. And I love that. Uh, That's cool. So. And what do you, so you guys obviously Trek, Santa Cruz, what are the big brands you guys try to carry and, and stand behind yeah so we are trek santa cruz all the time year round pretty much for the past god i don't know uh, but we've brought in a lot of cool brands especially after covid um pinarillo um se bikes um we've had radio in here uh, we the people um we've had cervello a little bit uh, but yeah trek and santa cruz mainly trek is our our bread and butter man we sell trek bikes like crazy so that's cool. And um, what I mean, I have to call out the elephant in the room. Bike shops are closing left and right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just talked about Bobby he came from mm -hmm. Six Pit, Six Pit, which, by the way, that was it was kind of interesting to me. So uh, I'll give you a little backstory. I, I, I like Six Pit guys a lot. And I none of these places are convenient for me. I live in Norcross area. And so I go to my regular bike shop is I was telling Igor this is just a fix it place. I mean, they're a hole in the wall bike doc. They're called the bike doctor and all they do is service bikes. They don't even sell bikes. They don't even have apparel. They have, yeah. it's like, it's literally just a service place and yeah. they crush it and they churn them out. They do a great job. They're fast. Even during the height, when people were selling bikes like crazy, they were like, Nope, we don't want to do it. We're just going to be low overhead and just service bikes. And we're just going to be the best at it. Yeah. And that's all they do. Um, and I like them. They're close to me. So that's what I use, but I like going to these bike shops because of, looking at stuff. I can try on stuff. I, I do buy stuff from bike shops. Um, and I like that experience over buying online. 
Um, but you know, it's crushing to see like sixes where it's such a cool place. And I actually tried to interview Angel and Bully and I had them, they were in, and then I kept hitting them up and I'm like, why are they not responding? They said they wanted to do it. And then I find out it's cause they closed shop, which was really a bummer. And then months before that, I saw Bobby leave and I'm like, what's going on? I'm trying to put this in my head. They don't want to do the pod. Bobby left. What's all happening. And, and then they went out of business, but, um, like, how does that, I mean, I know you probably can't tell me all the behind the scenes, but how are you guys dealing with all that? Um, Cause I know it's hitting the bike industry hard and I don't know if, you know, a lot of these brands that are always through retailers are going direct now and they're saying, well, we're, we never said we would, but now we're going direct and we'll work through retailers. And so they're working that. Is it turning into like, you got to pivot to just service or is it, do you still feel like there's a place for selling bikes? Like, tell me about the state that you guys are in. Yeah. So to touch on the sixes pit thing, um, I kind of knew well ahead of time, unfortunately, um, with, with Bobby being so connected, um, and we're lucky to have him back, man. He was with us for 15 years um, before he went to sixes. And no fault to him, man. Like, take the opportunities, try your things, um, and we're glad to have him back. Um, it's really, really unfortunate to hear about sixes. I hate that. Uh, more, you know, just personally speaking, the more bike shops we have, um, the bigger the industry is, the more uh, the more bikes that are selling, the more people that are riding bikes. It's all better. The same thing, like to relate it to, to motocross, because it's what I know. Like when a manufacturer joins uh, Supercross, like that's great. Like that's amazing. Like it is more competitors, but that's more money in the sport. Um, so having sixes uh, is better. It's better for the community. It's better for riding. It's better for everybody. So it's a really big bummer. And actually, I I love Angel. I love Emmett. I. I love all those guys. Bully, I knew them well before I worked at Free Flight. Um, so it's really bummer to hear. Um, it's not just them. There's a bunch no, of other shops not, that are folding. Um, we're lucky. Um, in the And it's not lucky. It's We've been built up over so many years. Um, and to be able to sustain three stores throughout this entire shit show that's been going on these past couple of years is amazing and that's all because of the thornton family building you know daniel's dad what he's built is why we're still here today um and free flight is solely based on the customer experience um we've always said that from day one like don't care what we sell you like we want you to talk highly of us whether you're talking to your buddies or whoever like we want people to go say man free flight just something about those guys. They did such a killer job when I bought my bike. You know, it's they were just so nice. Um, and Ramon, our number one salesperson, does a great job at that. And he has, he's friends with all of his customers. It's pretty funny. Um, so that's that's why I think we're we're still striving and, and vibing. Um, it's just the customer experiences we create and, and relationships we create. Um, I think you also make good bets on good brands. Like you, you make... Like there's something to be said for like helping out the small boutique brands and stuff like that. But those are the ones that could be fly by night and pivot and change um, direction where you guys really pick the ones that are loyal to the, re- the retailer and they're going to be around for a while and they stand behind the stuff. And they may not be the cheapest, but, you know, I, I feel like you guys tie yourselves and really focus on like committing to a select number of brands and then just sticking with them and kind of... Uh, 
I don't know. That's just from outsider perspective. I could be wrong. Yeah, but. no, you're you're 100 right. I mean, uh, Trek. I mean, Trek does a lot more than people see. Just being sold in our store, they do a lot for us, man. Like, um, they're one of the the few um, companies that helps their dealers throughout that that hard time. You know, um, giving whether it's giving rebates for bikes or helping with uh, overinflated inventory, um, they really care about their dealers and. Having people like that, whether specialized track, Santa Cruz, that uh, want to stay there and want to stay in the store is, is super beneficial. And Trek does that for us. Yeah. So um, any, anything else you want to say about the shop or anything I didn't ask you around this free flight in general or things you wanted to share? Um, no, we have a lot of cool things coming. Yeah, tell me about what's coming up. Uh, yeah, always working on stuff. Um, we have a customer appreciation night February 17th, which is going to be big. Actually, just got Monster Energy on board. They'll be here um, with their clean energy brand called Rainstorm. Um, Wahoo will be here. Uh, we'll have food, drinks. Um, That's at this location, yeah. the Canton Road yeah. location? Yeah. Okay. It's 6 p.m. on February 17th. Anybody's welcome. A Wahoo will be here. You're going to be, people will be competing on the Wahoo bikes. There's oh, going to cool. be a raffle for a kicker trainer. Um, and then there's first, second, and third place prizes. It's just going to be a fun, like, party type vibe. So that's awesome. Uh, that'll be cool. And then, of course, got a, uh, some demo demo bikes, uh, demo days planned in the, in the future. Uh, we're always. Uh, where do you do those? At, at Jared's mostly, or at, like, uh, blankets? or where? Mostly blankets. Okay. We did one at Jared's. The problem with Jared's, I mean, people that are going to ride Jared's have a bike. Like, yeah. They know how to ride. So, yeah. like, we had, like, we probably rented just a few when we were there. Blankets is, like, the mega dude. Like, you literally, I deal with probably two or 300 people when I do a demo there. Yeah, it's I believe insane. it. It's, a, it's an unreal. It's the most, I heard it's one of the most traveled to or, like, ridden bike trails in the country. Mm-hmm. And... Igor was telling me his platinum Invo status and all this stuff. But did you hear this rumor? So I literally, like, I just finished the Igor podcast this morning and I brought it up to my friends. I have not heard it. You're the first person I I heard it from. But the thing about that, though, is it takes so many years, whether it's going to happen or not. It takes such a long time for something like that to unfold. And same with, like, if you remember when Big Creek had the tennis court situation happen. Yep. Where, like, they were trying to put tennis courts in there. It's just Luckily, that didn't happen. Yeah, luckily. I feel like there's going to be a big uproar if that here, way bigger than Big Creek. They got another thing coming. They're going to have about 50,000 people at the courthouse that day. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Well, I've been drilling you with questions. Um, It's interesting because you you asked me, you were like, hey, can I ask you questions? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you're the first person to do that. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, please ask me questions because no one ever asked me questions. I feel so one-sided. So... Fire away, man. Yeah, so I like I said, I don't really know you. So, um, yeah. what do you like to ride? Like as far as trail wise, yeah. like what's your um, go-to? So, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I interviewed a guy. It was an episode. If you have a chance to listen, to it, called El Chapo, uh, and he's uh, the leader of this group we call the MTV Brethren. It's just a bunch of buddies that ride, and mm-hmm. he's. He said there's three things that, you know, he rides for, um, health and fitness, uh, fun, and shit. I can't remember the third pillar. But, uh, but like, essentially, <laughs> health, fitness, fun, and, like, for me, it'd be, like, the adrenaline rush. Yeah. And so um, 
and, and like mental state. And so I, I kind of agree with that. It's funny because I got into riding. I got back into riding to lose weight and to kind of get in shape because I hate gyms. And so this is my alternative workout. And, mm-hmm. and then it turned to an obsession. And I hated pedaling at first. But now that I'm in shape and I've lost a ton of weight, I, I, I enjoy the pedal. I enjoy the struggle. So, yeah, if you're asking me, like, where do I like to ride the most? I mean, Pine's awesome because you got to earn your turns. you got to make the climbs. I don't have an e-bike, so I'm pedaling it. And I get the adrenaline rush. I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere, but it's not too far of a drive. Um, I get the, the challenge. So that's probably, like, my favorite. Um, but I do love Jared's just because I love – the days where I just want to have fun and I don't need the exercise. I mean, you still get exercise, but and you still got to pedal at the very top, but I love the culture. I, a big part of where I ride to is like you, like I love talking to people. I love the camaraderie, sharing stories and that's fun on the shuttle. So mm-hmm. it's probably like Pine and Jared's are my ultimate favorites, but I like most, I don't have the opportunity to drive an hour, hour and a half every day to right. go ride. So my regular stuff, Closest to me is, is Soap Creek, uh, and I like it because I can get some mileage. I can I can get some speed, um, and there's some fun kind of illicit trails around the area yep. that are fun to ride, um, and it's close to me. Um, and then Big Creek, uh, the DH, the free ride at, so at Big good. Creek. So good, yeah. Those are the two closest to me. And then we have a Simpson Wood, which we call the Wood, which is uh, just a park near me and Peachtree Corner. Yeah, I heard that, you guys talk about that. Yeah, which is fun. It's not really legal, but everyone does it. And right. it's, uh, it's, they got fun trails. So those are the three closest to me. I love going to blankets. It's just a little bit of a drive. And at yeah. that point, if I'm going to blankets, I almost may as well go, go to pine. pine. Yeah. Um, but I do it all. Chickpeas, not too far from me. So I do that a good bit. Um, I mean, my favorite like trip places to go. I love Windrock. I love Pisgah. Um, so those are like two big areas that I like more of a trip wise, but mm-hmm. there's still a ton of places I haven't been. So, um, yeah. and I love, I've done like beach and sugar mm-hmm. and I told you I've been out West and I love park riding. Yeah. Um, but overall I, I do like the longer descents and, and, you know, kind of get in the pain cave. I'll do bear Hody and cold water and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you ever road bike? So it's funny. I, I hate road biking. Uh, I've tried it. Um, I'm terrified of cars. Uh, I, I, I don't like for me, like the whole exercise of like being able to pedal up a mountain and you have to pedal up so you don't fall. Mm-hmm. And like that uppy downy type motion gives me like when I'm road biking, what I'm getting at is I tend to coast a lot and I feel like I don't push myself. I do have a road bike. Funny enough, my brother-in-law, all my wife's side of the family is big road, but competitive road bikers. And so they gave me one for free, yeah. a nice road bike. And it's not fitted for me. I need to probably get fitted for it, but I don't want to put any money into it. Um, Cause I just, I do it when I have to, like when it's real wet right. and I'll go to like the greenway. Yeah. But overall, no, no, I, I got on a big road bike kick like uh, last year. Really? Um, yeah. I was riding cause we do group, uh, group, road rides out of here every thursday i rode with the team dude it's like 20 mile pace 20 mile an hour pace ride so, so I, that terrifies dude, me dude i got into shape so fast oh i believe like it. i i was the fittest i've ever been immediately yeah last year um 
so road biking helps, but yeah, it is pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's way scarier. Like yeah. when people are like, I can't believe you do these mountain bike trails. I'm like, I can't believe you ride on the road. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've gotten hit by a car before yeah. and it's not fun. And it's no, out of your control yeah. a lot of ways. Cars scare me too. That's the same reason I will not buy a street bike. Because like on a dirt bike, if I get hurt, it's my fault. Right. Like on a street bike, someone could just T-bone me. Yeah. And I'm like, that pisses me off because I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I'm okay. I can control my own destiny yeah. in a lot of ways on a mountain bike. But on a road bike, there's too many things out of my control. And yeah, yeah I got tagged, um, funny enough, on a road on the way to go mountain bike. So I was pedaling to a trail. And I was like, yeah, this isn't worth it. Like, no. it's just, it's, it's terrifying. So I see you had an Ibis on mm -hmm. the back of your car mm -hmm. what made you choose an ibis so i have a so i have a few bikes so i have an ibis ripmo af which is actually funny enough not what's on the back of my car right now i have an ibis ripmo af um and that's a 160 150 my longer travel bike it's aluminum um just got carbon wheels for it thank you spoke x shout out <laughs> um and uh, and then I have an Alchemy Arctos, which is on the back of my truck right now. And that's my short travel carbon light, uh, 120, you know, go to yeah. soap or blankets. So big, big Ibis guy. Um, so you know what? <laughs> it's not that I'm a big Ibis guy. I'll tell you the reason. So when I, in 2020, so I was biking, I grew up mountain biking and then I quit for a while. And then I got back into it in like 2018 and my brother-in-law had a, is a Scott dealer. He, he owns a bike shop. It's more road biking up mm -hmm. in North Carolina. And because he can get it for me at cost, he only carried Scott for mountain bikes. So I was like, all right, give me one of those. And I didn't know what I, at the time what I was getting. I was like, so I got a Scott Spark 120, 120 uh, bike. And uh, it was great. And, um, and so I rode that for years. I mean, yeah, three years. And I'm putting like five days a week on it. So I broke everything on it. I've yeah. literally replaced everything except for the frame on that bike. And I thrashed it. I was doing pine on it. <laughs> and uh, it was my only bike. And then um, I progressed and I got a hardtail. I got a Kona Hanzo. I got a lot of used bikes. I kind of would try out different stuff. I ended up going Ibis because in 2021, I realized I need bigger brakes. I need more suspension. I'm starting mm -hmm. to get into more of this stuff. And, but I wanted to keep a short travel bike. And so I was looking for affordability. And at the time, this is the worst time to buy a bike. And I looked on Facebook Marketplace and my buddy at the time, Trent, had a, a got a Ripley. And he was like, you should do these Ripmo AS because at the time they were like three grand, which is like for a GX yeah, build, it's, it's a great deal. Um, and so I kind of started looking at them. Also, all the YouTubers were using them at the time and all the videos I was watching. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of this brand, but they seem to like them. And they're readily available. And I found I bought one off Facebook Marketplace. It was a 2020 and it was a, a, a less than a year old and guy didn't use it much. And uh, so it's just more of like a thing where it was available and it was cheap and easy for me to get into. And then once I got it, I just fell in love with it. And I I actually really like the alloy for my like bigger travel bike. I like being planted. I don't like to jump. I mm -hmm. like I like the weight. I like the deadening. Um, I love the coil. Um, I I really like the feel of that, especially for the steeps. And um, I've done a lot of upgrades to it. Um, and I don't like ever feel like I need more. I don't feel like I need less. And it, I don't see like it's it's pretty progressive at the time. Ripley AF 2020 models were 
pretty progressive geometry. And so they're kind of ahead of their time. And so I, I don't feel like I need to switch off of it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I feel like you're about to make a sale for me to switch no, to a Santa Cruz or a no, truck. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to be this guy. So I've, I've never rode one. I've heard really good things about Ibises. Like I literally, like even the guys, there's a few guys that work here that will buy Ibises. Even, we don't even get a deal on them. Because uh, they like them so much. So. Well, it's funny you say that because I rode with Semi Sendy uh, Rich uh, at a, at Jared's, and he tests bikes. Yeah. Like, and he's tested dang near everything, and he always goes back to a rip now. He's heard, like, dude, so, I would stick it out, bro. These I've heard awesome. they're good at everything. They don't excel at anything. Correct. But they are so good at everything. Kind of like me. I'm yeah. okay at everything. <laughs> I don't excel at anything, and that's like that's. So your bike like, fits you, just yeah. Like our personalities are very <laughs> yeah, similar. That's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dog. Your yeah. dog's like a reflection of you. And my bike, I'm okay at everything. Not great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's cool though, man. That's good. You found a bike that you drive with. Yeah. That's kind of like how the Bronson was for me. I had a lot of bikes before that, and that one was like by far my favorite. It's just good at everything. I feel. And that's what a lot of my friends are like. They'll try other bikes and they'll be like, dude, that Ripman was pretty yeah, nice. Pretty good. Back to I'm like, well, why am I even thinking about it? Yeah. Switching. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the Ibis story. Um, the Scott, I got to a point where the bike doctor was like, dude, you've bought like 12 Yetis at this point. Uh, how much money you spent on this thing. You need this clapped out bike. You need to. Sorry, by the way. I know you probably listen. It's not clapped out. It's in great condition right now. I sold it to you. Um, but it's definitely been written. You got a great deal. Um, but yeah, so that's when I upgraded to the Alchemy Arctis, which by the way, I think Alchemy, like they, they're perpetually on sale. Like they're, they, if you see them on social media, they're like always 40% off yeah. and it's always limited time until the next month when it's always 40% off. And it was just a good deal. Such for, a good marketing plan they have. Oh dude, it is. <laughs> and they're like boutique yeah. company. They're kind of cool. They have, they look like Yetis. And they're affordable. I mean, four grand, you get Fox Factory, Kashima, you get GX. Like, I love that short travel too, man. I've been really happy with yeah. it. Um, so I used to have, so I had a Top Fuel, 2021 Top Fuel, Trek Top Fuel. Um, and that was right before they changed it to the more burly Top Fuel that it is now. And it was like 120, 115, somewhere around there. And I put like these light tires on it. And that dude, I would go rip blankets. Like mm -hmm. I will never beat the times I did on that bike. That mm -hmm. bike was so fun. But like having a shorter travel bike, um, I actually, I just built up um, a, oh God, it was like an 80s or set, 80s or 90s um, Trek, uh, single track. And I like, I've got it from Bearings Bike Shop in Atlanta, the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, and I tore it all down. <clears throat> And then uh, cleaned it up, and it's got like this cool green and purple fade on it, uh, like nice. original paint. It's got it has a bike license from Hawaii still on it, That's which is cool. freaking rad. And then so I tore it all down. I ordered some new parts for it, new wheels, drivetrain. I'm running a, a one by ten like Advent, like forty two tooth. Um, it's pretty sick. That's super like, cool. One by one by ten, um, and then my my buddy here, Orion, had a Marzocchi um atom bomber fork from 2000 2001 and so he's like dude you can have it and i was like sick and i don't know if you ever seen these forks but they look they look like the area the era like they like fit right in with the bike so <clears throat> threw that thing on there and i love this bike dude like to have a hardtail like 26 or rim brake um but still have a drivetrain that can go up some gnarly stuff i took it to Asheville. i rode it at um 
I wrote it uh, DuPont. Oh, super cool. Sick. Yeah. It makes it more uh, fun. It's fun, dude. It just adds something extra. You know? Yeah. So I guess to finish off my fleet. So yeah, the Alchemy, the Ibis, and then I have that um, road bike. It's an Argon, like probably eight-year-old carbon light road bike that doesn't fit me well, but I got to get it fitted. And then I have a Trek hand-me-down from my dad. It's like kind of like you're saying. It's like probably a 2000 Trek hybrid like flat mm-hmm. bar yeah but like i put some gravel tires on it tan walls and i tuned it up and i got a longer stem to fit me and it's like my bar bike and i have dude, a kid's trailer brewery hopper to right there dude. yeah don't have to worry about how many drinks you yeah you ride that thing on home dude that's right it's uh, my fun little commuter like grocery shopper bike I love having different bikes and it's yeah, sick. it makes more challenges on trails and stuff like that. And yeah. everything. So those are the four bikes I have. Yeah. That's sick, dude. That's yeah. cool. That's a good fleet. Yeah. That's a good, but fleet. I mean, I'm always like looking, I always want other bikes. Like I of course I have my dream bikes. Like uh, Igor and I were talking about, but Reeb, I've followed Reeb for a while. I just think they're such a cool brand and mm-hmm. I've always wanted a steel full suspension bike. It looks cool. The framework stuff. I hope, I want to see that enduro come out that really yeah. interests me like i like boutique brands um funny enough revels now not becoming as boutique but i really think they're they're a cool brand and stuff they've done um so i don't know so i had uh speaking on revel um i actually bought or my girlfriend bought a revel rascal really uh, the purple one yeah so she rode that for a long time and i had it was a medium so i rode it pretty frequently really good bike like for blankets around here mm-hmm. but it it feels so dead. Like I got this feeling where I hear they creak a lot too. Cause they have so many pivot points. And there's a lot of service. Yeah. I didn't get any creaking, but I, the bike felt dead to me. Like it was fast and truck over stuff, but it was hard to make it playful. Mm. Um, uh, so I don't know if that's a rebel thing or just a Canfield suspension design thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else feels that. Um, but that's, that's what I got out of it. And now she has a specialized stump jumper Evo. So that thing's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's not on a trek or Santa Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel hates that. Yeah. I was about to ask you, and Daniel will probably hate this too. What if you were to buy a bike right now? What do you buy? Money. Money does doesn't matter. Ooh. Money doesn't matter. Money does not matter. It probably would be a custom Reeb. Um, their full suspension, like longer travel or short travel, um, or it would be zeroed. Uh, just yeah. because not because i've ridden them because they're just, different they're different yeah. they look unique I, I think new zealand is such a cool place i've never been but i want to and it's just like their ethos and the trying new things the gearbox is is really enticing um again though i go for those more boutique brands yeah. just i'm like kind of like an underdog guy yeah and i like to see what they're doing um Funny enough, though, I've had second thoughts because a couple of my friends have made bets on buying bikes from the underdogs and then they go out of business and then there goes that warranty. Yeah. Um, so it definitely can That's bite funny. you. But I mean, if I went like big box brand, it would probably be a Santa Cruz just okay. because, I mean, I've ridden some of them and they're, they're good. amazing. And uh, they're good. I've ridden some Trek too, but I don't know, something about the Santa Cruz ethos just is cool to me. And um, I don't know, the, the, the way they stand behind their product, like you're going to pay top dollar, but they're going to go above yeah. and beyond for you in every, you know, every way. Yeah. Funny enough, I used to not like Santa Cruz's. Really? Like when I first rode a high tower, I hated it. Like Interesting. I, I felt like the bike was riding me. Like mm. I felt like the bike was so similar to the Rebel, like boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I couldn't, like I felt, I don't know, it was a weird feeling. It wasn't playful. It was just very dead. 
Yeah. Uh, and then I actually rode the Mega Tower after that. It felt like a cruise ship. I raced the race on it. I hated it. And then all the new generation bikes, I love. Yeah. Like when they started coming out with the mullet setups and all the new geometry, freaking killer. Yeah, see, I've always ridden – I went from 26 to 29, and I never – because I had an old 26 bike, and then when I got back in 2018, I just went straight to the 29er, and I'm a big guy. I'm like 6'4". Yeah. So I've never – I've ridden a mullet, I think maybe a rental, like uh, maybe as an e-bike. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I've always only ridden full 29. Um, yeah. But I definitely starting to think like the more I do steeps, the more like especially if I want e bike someday, oh, uh, yeah. I would probably get a mullet just yeah. so I have that put you in a better room. position. Yeah. yeah, and you have that room. Yeah, yeah. The, I hadn't rode a twenty nine in so long, and I took a mega tower up to Jared's from here, and dude, I go off that uh, that backwoods drop, and my butt, my freaking butt gets stuck in the wheel, and I'm like, dude, I'd like. I haven't rode a 2900 so long. <laughs> it's good. I'm not used to it. I'm, I'm used to being so out of my way. Yeah. Um, but I had, dude, I had a uh, transition patrol back when it was full 275. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bikes I ever owned. Really? Yeah. I, I love that full 275. I'll tell you, Transition's yeah. done a really good job with their brand. People love them. And they, they get brought up a lot because they're pretty mainstream and they have the stability of the size of the company they are, but yet they still have that cool factor and they're not as big as you know like a specialized right. or whatever um they've done really well but yeah i don't know i could talk all day about this stuff i love the gear gears like yeah, such a cool, cool part to me one more question do you have an opinion on banshee bikes have you seen too much of what they do no but you know funny you mentioned them because i've uh i think bobby when i was at sixes pit actually told me i was looking at certain bikes and he was like you should check out camfield and banshee yeah are the two because they are they fit that kind of thing i'm going for which is cool. like boutique different. Yeah. different which i like the talking point on the trail like what is that bike yeah. people do that all the time with the alchemy They're right like, what is an alchemy i like that aspect and they do look like sweet bikes i've heard some of the guys like world ride cyclery on their podcast they love them and them and camp yeah dude like, world ride they love weird stuff it's yeah. cool i like what they do um it's a funny podcast yeah. they, they crack me up but uh yeah do. so i had a banshee rune which is pretty cool. And Igor actually got me on the Banshee train back then. Because Igor had a, I think Igor had a Spitfire rune too. Okay. What a travel is that bike? Enduro. Okay. It would have been like 160, 150 type deal. It's good. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I'm always thinking about it, but I made a pact. I'm I'm happy on my bikes. I bought the Alchemy like a year ago. I'm, I'm not... I'm not buying any more bikes. I, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy, I love the gear, but I'm not the kind of guy that wants to change every year. I, I like, I, once I get on a bike, I like to get it dialed and then I just want to forget about it. Right. And I love looking at other bikes, but I'm not a tinker. And so I just want to get it dialed and ride it. And I feel like both my bikes right now are really dialed and they just work perfectly for me. Um, so I think that next jump would have to be like, I would just, you know, have a big payday and ball out and get a custom like e-bike. Well, <laughs> yeah, e-bike. There's e-bike, and then there's like the custom steel, like, like cool. crazy cool yeah. bike. And um, e-bike always hangs out there for sure. I do want an e-bike someday. Um, it's hard though to justify it because you almost have to have like it has to be another bike in your fleet. Yeah, like I'm not. Oh, I'm for not, sure. I'm not getting rid of my bike right. to get an e-bike. Like it's not happening. Well, that and I think they're still working out the kinks. Like. I have a lot of buddies with e-bikes and they have a lot of problems like across multiple yeah. brands, just software updates, little issues, yeah. uh, warranty. I see it. Yeah. I see it all. I think they're still trying to 
figure it out. And maybe I'm playing that whole, like, let's let them iron it's it out. It's slowly more. getting there. Like, this new Heckler SL is really good. The new Fazua motor is amazing. Um, and then, like Igor said, Bosch. Like, whatever you get, get a Bosch system. They've got to figure it out, dude. Yeah. Shimano, I've seen a lot of problems with Shimano. Yeah. Yeah. So, not to hate on them, but... I know their new. EP- well, no surprise. Bosch yeah. is a motor company. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Their new EPA system is pretty good, but I've never seen very many issues with Bosch. So, yeah. <clears throat> Any other questions for me? That's all I have, man. Those are good questions. I appreciate it. Yeah. This has been good so far. I uh, I have to point out a couple things. One, I had some friends. I don't know. You may have not listened to it, but a couple pods ago, we talked about Sedona. My buddy went there, and we were eating lunch during it. And I made the point to eat lunch before because you hear me chomping in the background of that podcast. So we're making progress, folks. You don't hear any eating in the background. Hopefully, the sound quality is better. Um, also, in other news, uh, I got my first uh, paid supporter of the of the podcast. It's my parents. <laughs> Sponsored so, by Bank of America. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my parents. So I forgot I put this link at the bottom of all the podcasts where people can like tip me. Essentially, if they like the podcast, you can donate a dollar or whatever. And uh, yeah, thanks, mom and dad. They, they gave me uh, $10 a month. They're a subscriber and they, they did the reoccurring uh, tip. It's so awesome. yeah, that's huge. First first deal on the pod. Um, that's, a, that's a big step. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to bring up. I mean, that's, that's about it. Weather's looking great this week for riding. It's going to be nice, sunny, good weather. Hopefully everyone gets out there and, and does some riding. I know I'm, I'm going to try to myself. Um, I got one more question. Yeah, go for it. So I'm not very familiar with Narnomis. Okay. Um, can you briefly tell me what it is and what your goals are with it? That's a great question. I always tell people it's a lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not a brand. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's just, you know, I like the party. it's an ethos. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, you can't really describe it. It's not a thing. Uh, no. So Narnomi's uh, essentially, it's a lot of things, but it's, uh, it's the podcast. Um, we've created um, apparel. So we sell uh, hats, shirts, jerseys, stickers, like all sorts of stuff, just fun stuff. It's a cool brand at the end of the day. Like when I, I love gnomes, <laughs> I grew mm-hmm. up around them with my grandma having like lawn gnomes. Yeah. And you see them on the trail and yeah. you hear about trail gnomes. And I was like, oh, gnarly and gnomes. And then they're my homies. So Narnomies, it just kind of flowed. And, and I thought the, I had this envision of what the logo would look like. And it's essentially what it is now, which yeah, is this gnome it. shredding. And I just think it's such a cool like look. It is super cool. Um, so I worked with uh, Booster, a uh, graphic design and apparel company friend of mine to design it. And yeah, so we got that going on. We have a Slack group for all our buddies that want to ride and a text chain for like group rides and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just a fun passion project. There is no plans. Like a part of it is for me is that I know if I go too hardcore on it and try to make it big, I'm going to probably hate it and feel pressure and all this stuff. I've kind of gone into this, telling myself, this is a passion project. It's on the side. It's for fun. If I make some money, great. If not, it's okay. I'm not trying to make this a livelihood. Um, I have a great job in tech sales. Um, it gives me a good living and I don't want to leave that, um, so it's more of just it's a I think it's filling a gap where 
you have a lot of podcasts out there right now and trust me the market's flooded with them i get oh, it yeah. everyone rolls their eyes oh you got a podcast but <laughs> there there really is a gap i feel like in raw grassroots organic mountain bike podcast for the southeast like you have the pisgah podcast which focus on pisgah you have this like the racing podcasts, which are getting popular like steady or semi sendy and a bunch of the pisgah yeah. guys do you got you got um these big ones out in PMW, they do all their stuff and the West Coast guys. You have like a few little ones in like Florida and Alabama, but you don't have anyone in Georgia that's focusing on just good old boys, regular dudes just riding and like interviewing kind of like the regular people, like the bike shops, the just the core enduro bros, the regular riders hearing funny stories. And a lot of it just started off with just because all of our friends have funny stories. And so most of the listeners up until recently have just been our buddies. And yeah. We get to like laugh and hear these other stories and talk shit to each other and, you know, all this stuff. Um, so there really isn't like a plan. Of course, I want it to be more professional. I want to get the better mics and the sound and have cool intro music um, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just it's just kind of like sharing the stoke of mountain biking in the southeast. And, and I like it because truthfully, it's an excuse for me to get to know people, yeah. make new friends and and like just I love learning people's stories. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating to me. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, man, I love what you're doing. Like I told you before, I'm a podcast fanatic. Like I rarely listen to music nowadays. It's moto podcast mostly. Um, and like, I, I love like the fact that you're getting all these stories out there and I know not everybody will listen to it, but like our core group of people, the people that are in the Southeast riding mountain bikes will listen to these and appreciate it. And I know you're going to have some sit guests on here soon, some more, uh, which is rad. Um, so I, I'm stoked for what you're doing, whether it's, you know, something crazy big or just something that you love to do. So, yeah, I don't, if I was going for like to be the next Joe Rogan, it definitely wouldn't be mountain biking and it definitely yeah. wouldn't be like the way I'm doing it. No. But yeah, I think it, at the end of the day, it's just fun to look back my kids love it. They yeah. love listening to it. And, um, I don't know. I look at it like it's something I can pass down that can outlive me and people could be like, Oh, this is a snapshot of Josh Schaefer's time. And here's all these fun stories. And my grandkids can listen to it and be yeah. like, you know, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. So I, I just feel like it's a, it's a cool thing to kind of leave behind. And I don't know. It gets me out of the mundane like office day to day. I mean, that's the grind. Like I live the grind right now. I, I work, yeah. I do get to mountain bike, which is fun. Some local trails. Way more than me. And yeah, <laughs> but nothing that crazy exciting. Yeah. And I, I don't travel. I have two little kids. I'm constantly helping out around the house. So this is just another excuse to get out of my, yeah. the mundane rat race of being a dad and a husband. And I love you know, it, man. I love it. Stuff. I love, uh, you know, I don't get to talk for an hour and a half on end to everybody. So yeah. this is really cool. Um, and also, like, I'm sure you know, it's, it'll just be a snowball effect. Like, you get a story out there from somebody, somebody else hears about it, and then you get certain people on, those people's friends hear it, just like, I heard it because of Igor, um, and then people hear this one because friends with me, and it'll just be a snowball effect. For yeah, me. you're right. It is. As soon as you get a new guest, they have all their friends listen to it, and then they connect you with other people. It's really cool. And so I encourage everyone listening, like, if you want to be a guest, there's no criteria. Like I had one guy give me a whole resume and I'm like, dude, I don't care. You have a pulse and you ride a bike. We can talk like you don't have to be that professional. Like I, I literally 
don't care. So um, reach out to me. Hit me up on Instagram. Please follow me. Um, I have very little followers and it hurts my ego. Um, but yeah, so um, reach out to me on Instagram, narnomiesgmail.com. Um, suggestions. Yeah, I know there's a lot of ways I can make it better. Keep them coming. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, hit me up. If you want to be a guest, I'm always looking for more guests and interesting people. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be just pure mountain biking. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, like, subscribe, follow all the whatever they say and all those things. Um, but what are your plugs? I mean, what do you want to plug in wrapping up? Um, so I just started a new endeavor. It's called CTS Media. Uh, it's just an LLC. I started to hopefully start doing some more photography and, and marketing to build my own brand outside of uh, Free Flight Bicycles. Um, so like one of the newest endeavors I've got together is working with Pedal Up Bikes and building their um, social media and, and marketing stuff through CTS Media. So definitely if you're on Instagram, media.cts. Um, I post really cool dirt bike photos, mountain bike photos, um, and then I do more boring stuff like uh, family photography. So I do everything. Um, but that's that's my most recent endeavor. Um, free flights doing cool things, like I said. Um, that's about it, man. That's awesome. If I uh, if I ever make enough money off the podcast or the apparel, I'll hire you to do my social media. Yeah, do it, dude. I love it, man. I don't, it's, it's so fun. I would love to hire you once I have the funds. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I love it. I've got to a point now where it's just like, it's just another thing for me. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Thank you. Really dude. appreciate it. Yeah, I'm stoked for you. Yeah. I'm glad we met and uh, I'm glad we uh, talked about some fun things. Yeah, let's ride sometime. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, as always, go out and search for your ultimate Narvana. Meow get.